in this movie, we've got Marlon Wayans looking damn fine in this. He is so goddamn hot in this movie. I know. My tattoo artist, I was like, I think Marlon Wayans is so hot. He's like, yeah, you like, you, you have a weird taste. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's got body. He's got face. I love the fact that some straight man is telling you that right? you have weird taste. Right. Take that, Tom. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is Movie Geek and Proud. You may have noticed that we did two episodes in a row. We didn't skip a week. Why? Because we had some catching up to do. So Sean and I got together, pulled some strings, had to cash in, you know, one of my favors, and we got to record a week early. I'm here with Sean. Sean, Say hi to folks. Hi to the folks. I'm happy to be back. I don't know what all these strings are he's talking about. I just came over after work. <laughs> How did you, what did you think of our uh, recording remotely last last time? I thought it went pretty well. I think if you didn't say anything, nobody would have known. Oh, well, I did. I Because before, I, know, I was I just like, yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I'm. It's good that we're able to do it. I wonder how many podcasts out there actually record remotely versus in person. You see a lot of visuals with some podcasts. They'd be posting videos of them together and all the equipment set up. But I think there are a lot out there that record remotely. I think so, too. Do you and have, that's what makes us special. <laughs> Do you have a preference? Um. Well, one of the two ways I don't have to see you. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Well, are you recording remotely on your other podcast, your new one coming out soon? Wow, thank you for segueing. He has a gun to my head. I do. So if you are on my Instagram, you saw there's a new pod coming out called Once Upon a Cult. He actually had to look up what his show was no, called. No, I didn't. You, you paused. I paused for you dramatic like, effect. What am I doing again? I paused for dramatic effect. You did notice I had a question, though. I and did. I was just... about to answer, but you cut into what I was saying. <laughs> so my friend Victoria and I got together. And we're going to talk about cults on a weekly basis. She lives in Orange County, and I live in Azusa. So we are going to do some remote episodes. So far, we recorded the intro and the first episode together, though. Okay. Because we want to get each other's style. And you're going to do it weekly? Yeah. Jesus. What day? Mondays. Mondays. Start your day with Sean and Vicky. Start your day with Start your week. Okay. (laughs) So what makes this different than any other cult podcast out there? Mm, I think our stands out because we've been friends a long time and we're both dumb and funny. So we're we're having fun with it. We're also spinning it as a fairy tale. That's why the once upon a. What does that mean? So we're presenting it like a fairy tale. Oh. Fairy tale about a cult. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, everyone, check him out. He'll be doing his own thing with, because I don't fuck with cults, so you can have that. Okay. I'm here in my movie world, all peaceful and nice in fantasy. I ain't got time for that cult shit. The first one's out on Labor Day, y'all. Very good. Very good. Well, today we are reviewing Sean's picks, so Sean, tell everybody what we're doing before we get into our question. 
Rob has never seen this movie, and he's always giving me crap about movies that I don't watch. So I made him watch A Haunted House. And why did you pick this one? Because I think this movie is so underrated. I think it's so funny, and it bombed the box office. But I'm proud to like this movie. See? Movie geek and proud. There you go. There you go. So, Sean, let's get to our question of the week, and then we'll talk about the movie that you've chosen for this episode. Okay. Question. Name a film you believe would make a great parody film. What's a parody film? It's like a parody, only it said wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what were some of the answers that we got? I'm going to do my favorite one first. It wins Colby Mack. He said, a daydream on Helm Street. Ed Helms because becomes your worst new nightmare and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I like Ed Helms. He is funny. Yeah. We also had the Hera Club podcast said The Body. So The Body, I've, I've heard that title a gazillion times. The first one that came in my head was the one that I assumed it was. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time, but apparently it's an Antonio Banderas film. So I'm not sure exactly how that would work as a parody because I don't remember the movie that well, but I do remember watching it a long time ago. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -mm. No? Yeah. I don't remember it going to theaters, but I would have to look that up and find out. But yeah, The Body, that's definitely new. We also had Ryan L. Terry say Friday the 13th. But he does say to borrow a pod title that already slays. <laughs> It'd be Friday the 13th, but takes place at a gay summer camp. Okay, so I guess like another gay movie, it would just be a parody, but then also have... So just to clarify, if you watch a movie that has gay characters in it, it's not a parody. It just has gay characters in it. <laughs> but I do see what his angle is. I think that would be mm -hmm. funny. You can also watch AHS 1984 premiering very soon in September, which also has gay characters in it, but also a slasher as well. There you go. At a camp. So <laughs> there you go. I would just watch that one. <laughs> I like this one, too, from School of Sherlock, the fairy witch project. Found footage film about a woman cosplaying as a witch at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> <laughs> now that reminds me of Badassism. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knights of Badassdom. Yeah, Badassdom, yeah. That was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. And then we had Thanks for Coming. We got I Know What You Did Last Summer, but with gays and lesbians. And some in movies after work said, Isn't that Gossip Girl? <laughs> 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 yeah no no that would be a good one i like that one too yeah so sean what did you choose for uh that would make a good parody so i decided to gender swap and instead of the woman in black it would be the man in black and they're haunted by a men in black <laughs> okay <laughs> interesting oh so you mean like the that horror movie yeah the woman oh, in black okay gotcha so you went horror as well yeah because i'm a horror okay I did not pick a horror film. I actually chose something that I've actually seen be parodied uh, a couple times on TV, but I chose The Wizard of Oz. Okay. I think that would be a hilarious, like a Destroy parody. Destroy my childhood movie. That's a fine. parody and a musical as well. And just think of all the characters you can make fun with. 
But it would also be a parody that also brings in other musicals into it okay. as well. So you'll see bits and pieces of like all the favorites that we like. What would it be called? Oh, I don't know. Um, I didn't think of a title. I just think it would make a good parody. Look, if I say a title, then it gets made. What am I going to do? I just told everybody a good idea. Let them come up with the title if they're going to steal my idea. The bitch of Oz. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everyone, for um, answering our question of the week. We will have another question for our next movie uh, very soon. All right, you ready to talk about my movie? Which movie did you choose for us today? A Haunted House. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who do not know Haunted House, why did you pick this film and, what, and tell us about it? Um, Because I think the Waynes brothers are funny, and I think most of them are pretty fucking hot. And I just had such a good time watching this in theaters with Chris. Like, the whole theater was friends that day. We were all laughing at it. So I was shocked that it didn't do well. Do you know what it sits at on Rotten Tomatoes? 10%. Why do you think that is? Because I think with a movie like this, it's making fun of something very specific. So you got to like horror films and you got to like stupid comedy. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's different when it comes to comedy. So... I don't know. Also, it's critics. So, like, this being a movie that critics watch, yeah, it's dumb humor. <laughs> All right, so what is Haunted House about? So, it came out in 2013, and it's very similar to what the Waynes did with Scary Movie. They mm -hmm. took Paranormal Activity, and they made that the central story, kind of like Scream was for Scary Movie. But they bring in elements from sequels and they bring in elements from other horror films to make just a stupid parody film. <laughs> so I've never seen this film and I have nothing against parody, you know, parody films or Marlon Wayans. I mean, I love Scary Movie a lot and I've watched some of Marlon's own solo work as well. But I don't know. There was something about it in the theater when it came out. Um, we didn't have movie pass back then, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the reason was, but for some reason, I just chose not to go see it. And then it, you know, got on DVD and, and Netflix even. And I don't know, there was something about it I just didn't bother to watch. Okay. And maybe, I don't know, it could have also been because, yeah, Paranormal Activity is a good movie, but it's not a great one. Stop. It's not. It is. It's not. It is. I don't know. I it just is. I just had my doubts, so just never got to it. But well, I needed to see this because what you know I'd like it. Like, why did I need to watch this? Because I thought you'd like it. Because it makes fun of horror films, and you like scary movies so much. So I thought you'd like the humor. Okay, all right. So in this movie, we've got Marlon Wayans looking damn fine in this he is so goddamn hot in this movie i know my tattoo artist i was like i think marlon Wayans is so hot he's like yeah you like you you have a weird taste i'm like are you fucking kidding me he's got body he's got face i love the fact that some straight man is telling you that right? you have weird taste right take that tom gay <laughs> <laughs> so marlon Wayans, essence atkins cedric the entertainer nick swardson jesus Fucking Nick, man. Right? <laughs> David Kushner? Is that how you say it? Kroshner, I Kushner. think. Yeah. And Dave Sheridan and Affion Crockett. Marlon Wayne's at least right now. So you've picked a really good time 
for me to watch this because he had a TV show on NBC not too long ago. Uh, it just premiered on Netflix, both seasons, and I love it. And so on that show, he uh, plays a man who was recently divorced from his wife, but they still decide to be best friends for the kids. And the wife is also played by Essence Atkins. Really? And those two together are a dream. Like, she's known for her comedy bits too, but like when those two get together, I just think they make the perfect couple, the perfect duo for TV and now film. And she's just hilarious. So in my head, I'm like, oh, Essence is in it. I know this is going to be a hilarious experience. So, um, yeah, watching the film for the first time, I vaguely remember Paranormal Activity. I didn't, I don't remember how it started, how it went down. I don't know exactly how, um, I don't know, I shouldn't say shot for shot, but I guess the outline of the movie that they were going to capture. But I knew that the whole base was Paranormal Activity. And so they were going to do a lot of day stupid shit and then at night mm -hmm. fuck around in the bedroom or whatever. Um... I actually really liked it. Ha! 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 I win. What do you mean you win? What do I get? There's nothing to <laughs> what win. What do I get? I, I didn't say that I wouldn't like it. I just... Can I take this Nickelodeon clock? <laughs> never. <laughs> don't touch the clock. Um, no, no, no. I I knew that I would find it entertaining. It's just... I didn't hate it or anything. But it was better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Now, I mean, having said that, tons and tons of cliche black humor so i think well i mean unless you're you know heavy on the stereotypes like sean is he just <laughs> loves them he obviously got a kick out of this movie but some people may find this movie a little offensive and a little bit too heavy on the stereotypes as far as black people come so that is a huge difference like Keenan Ivory Waynes did it in Scary Movie, but it wasn't like the whole movie. And also it didn't star black people either. So I guess that's the lesser of the two movies. But at the same time, um, do you think that people outside of African-American would enjoy watching A Haunted House? I think so. I think horror fans in general would enjoy it. Okay. Now, it's obviously told from a black perspective, so there are a lot of jokes that black people will re resonate with a lot better than anyone else, but I also believe that anybody can watch it. Mm -hmm. It is still entertaining. Plus, they were equal opportunity races. They had lots of Mexican stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. God, so many stereotypes. But I don't know. Is it still? Do you think it's still cool to laugh at that stuff today? I think we need an outlet for it somewhere. Like, if it's not done out of hate, if it's done for obvious entertainment reasons like this was, I think it's good just to let it out here or there. Okay. I did recognize a lot of the stereotypes, and some of that stuff was funny because I could relate to it in some way. Mm -hmm. But, again, it doesn't make for a bad film if you don't get it. I think anyone who's seen Paranormal Activity would enjoy this, just like you said. The fact that... I don't remember her name, but the maid was on the Rosa. table with Rosa yeah. was on the table with a leaf flower. <laughs> it was it's, really bad. It's so like it's an obvious stereotype. You know, it's not to be taken seriously. So Paranormal Activity had a lot of special effects and and, you know, stuff going on to where special effects were needed. Like 
everybody's flying up in the air and things are getting thrown around and stuff like that, right? Usually you would do that in a parody. So like I'm watching this movie and it didn't like go there. You know how like superhero movie and another gay movie and all of those other parody, like they really go to a very obnoxious place Mm -hmm. to where it's just completely ridiculous. You know, like reality has like left the building and they do whatever the fuck they want or they just randomly just stop and just, do something that really has nothing to do with the film. They just do something stupid for its sake. This movie actually, I think, tried to really make an authentic like parody or reimagination of the same film, just from a black perspective. I think so, and I th- think that's another reason why I love it, because I love the paranormal movies, mm-hmm. even the fifth one. Oh, God. Even the fifth one. I don't think I saw the fifth one. I stopped. I still need to watch the last one, actually. (laughs) But, yeah, no, this movie actually tried. I mean, granted, there were a lot of jokes and things being said and stuff happening. But at the same time, like, they were for real. I I like the structure and the outline of the movie. They really stuck to the the film that they were, you know, making fun of. And I actually jumped. I was just going to bring that up. Rob actually got scared. I I loved it. I jumped at one part. There was... (laughs) It was so freaky, but it was just the image that had happened. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Or, no, maybe should we spoil it? No, I we mean... We can say it. it. Well, I mean, it's nothing huge, but, I mean, if you were to watch it, I wonder if you would get, you know, jumpy at this part. But he's with this camera, and it's all first-person view. So anytime he turns his head, things can easily just pop up in front of him, which is what Rosa did for the entire movie. <laughs> But Essence, the you know the girlfriend, so she was possessed and she's sleepwalking, and you find her in the kitchen. And there's all of this like food and stuff all around, but then you turn around and she's right there holding a knife and has it raised as if she was gonna stab someone, and that made me jump. I was like, holy shit! I yeah, yeah. So they got me once. So I think another reason why this movie works is. I don't always see this in parodies, but they actually like made characters and made them fun together. Like they're the dumbest couple. Yeah. So like I wrote a f- couple down. So they do the whole, <laughs> they do the whole spare change thing where she's in like her pajamas. Yeah. Yeah, cuz she was slipping into something more comfortable and he thought it was going to be her getting some lingerie or some shit and she really got comfortable. Yeah. She put the face mask on and the rollers <laughs> in her hair. And then he makes her, because um, she has too much shit, so he makes her get on the camera and admit that she's a hoarder. <laughs> and then um, she, she can't poo with the door closed, so she wafts the poo out at him because he won't leave. And I'm like, this is a cute, weird couple. They're, that's love. That's, that's love. love. Those those two were doing some of the stupidest shit together, but they were they were for each other. And they laughed at each other, too. When the most horrific things would happen, they would both just laugh it off. And make fun of each other, and it it's just like whatever. <laughs> uh, so you got to rewatch it again. What do you think of it? So rewatching it again because it's been a few years since I've seen this last, but um, I still really enjoyed it. I was still giggling like a schoolgirl, like a lot. The only thing that I noticed is it's not going to last forever. Like a lot of the jokes were very like 2013, mm-hmm. and you even had a question on one of them where they asked, what did they say? 
that Charlie and the Finger. Oh yeah, the Charlie and the Finger. Was that it? Was that what you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's okay. the one. Yeah. Which was a big YouTube thing for like two seconds of just a little boy Charlie bit my finger. I've never <laughs> I've never heard of that. So I think that's gonna be lost on people, you know, even five more years down the line, you know what I mean? So I was actually surprised you brought this up. So some of the old school stuff that you would probably only know in 2012, I think this is when this was made. Um, they brought, there was a scene where they were in the basement and she was possessed and her hair was all wild and she was pale and just sitting in a corner crying. And I immediately got vibes from the, you know, whimpering witch from left for dead video game. And I didn't think too much about it because there's been so much horror stuff since then. I'm like, Oh, they're probably parroting something else. And then Cedric goes, no, 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 don't touch her. The minute you touch her, that's when she's going to attack. Just like that left for dead shit. And I was like, boom, boom. I cannot believe they referenced left for dead. It's so random and left field. And they put that in the, I just thought that was amazing. And to me, it's still relevant. I love that they brought that up. So I still thought it was funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. But tell everyone if you can remember how much of the other horror films do you believe you caught them bringing in, aside from Paranormal Activity? Um, they brought in The Devil Inside with the whole connect the cuts. I never saw that. Is that what she was saying, or are they just... Yeah, she says that in the movie, connect the cuts, connect the cuts. Gotcha. Um, I saw that movie. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be lost on people soon, too, because I don't think it did super well in oh, theaters. Oh, no. No, no, no. It did not. That movie got mm. made fun of so much. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gave a shit about that. Um, did you notice anything else? Um, putting on the spot. Mm. Well, they did Blair Witch, I remember. Oh, yeah, with him peeing in the corner. And I totally recognized that was Dewey. The whole the, Doofy. Like, Doofy, excuse me. Doofy, the the very first time I saw him, yeah, I was like, that is so doofy. I love it. Did they do anything? Oh, they did um, Quarantine. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I love they did Quarantine. <laughs> that was so... So most of these um, sort of um, segues into different horror films, it's very small. It's very minimal. But again, they don't do it in a ridiculous way. Like, they really take it seriously, like with the whole quarantine thing. Mm -hmm. I thought that was... Super clever and, and funny for what they did, but, I mean, they didn't do anything super ridiculous. Well, it's all parodies of found footage movies, too, which I think made oh, it easier to do. Oh, good call on mm -hmm. that. I didn't realize that that's a good call. I want to talk about Nick Schwartzen for a second. Or Swartzen. What's his name? Swartzen. Swartzen, yes. So he plays a psychic, but is super gay. What? I didn't get that. I know, right? <laughs> and he's all obsessed with Marlon. And yeah, so the whole time he's just trying to like sleep with him and get him to come out and experiment with men. What do you think about his character? Did you know to this day I still say I can feel it all over my body? <laughs> I love that line. He's so funny. He is hilarious. The minute I saw him on screen, I just started laughing. Just his facial expression. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, oh, so you're Marlin. And the earring. Oh, yeah, and the little hoop earring that he had. and Yeah, he was like, I'm psychic. And he was like, ah, yeah. It's, just seeing his face reminds me of all the bits he did in, like, Reno 911. And I just think he's a hilarious guy. <laughs> but what would you think of the gay character? 
I think he's hysterical, and it kind of goes with the um, what we were talking about with them making fun of black people and Mexican people by using um, stereotypes. Okay. Okay. So he's a very stereotypical gay. Yeah. So he's not going to score any points for the gay community in this movie, (laughs) but I don't think he has to. He's funny. So do you think it would be better to still show the character to help broaden people's perspective that gay people out there and at least Marlon Wayans wants gay people in his movies or do you think it hurts more that he was in the movie I in this particular circumstance I don't think it hurts because the whole movie's ridiculous in general mm-hmm. I mean for that one gay character there were a slew of you know black stereotype jokes and things that were being said that obviously aren't true or not as heavy as it should be like I don't think anybody's going to turn to this movie for an educational film and be like oh this is how black people are you right. know so it's it's whatever but again sometimes you kind of teeter to around that and it gets a little like worrisome so i think the character was fine i thought he was funny of course it focused more on him trying to you know get with him or whatever so it's it's cool how do you feel about marlon getting <laughs> <laughs> so there is a scene where the ghost has sex with the girlfriend and they catch it on tape and it's like the best sex she's ever had. And then the next night she's like getting all dolled up and ready for round two. But instead the ghost decides to have sex with Marlon. (laughs) I mean, the only thing I will say is that we got to see the whole entire sex scene between him and the girl. But when Marlon gets fucked, we don't get to see it. So either it's just too taboo or he didn't know how to write it because he's never had gay sex before. I don't know. We still got to see a lot, though. We did. No, we did. His little panties got pulled down and we saw him go back and forth a few times. No, that that was funny. It was whatever. (laughs) But it's cool. We had a bisexual ghost in this film. So congratulations. I think it's the first in Hollywood. Oh, you're right. It's the first in Hollywood. See, this movie's breaking. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Um, oh, that's another movie. Have you ever heard of The Entity? Yes, I have, because that was super controversial, I read. Was it? Well, because she gets raped. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but I've heard of that. So you could loosely say The Entity's part of this movie. Was that found footage, do you think? Or do you no, think that was just kind of like something that was thrown in? Yeah, it's yeah. probably... If it is a reference to it, it was just thrown in. Now, remind me, in Paranormal Activity, did a dog die? Or did a pet die? I don't think so. Because I remember thinking that part was really random. Mm-hmm. But they made a point to have some kind of funeral or something in the beginning of the movie. And I was like, I don't remember that from the paranormal movie. But I just wonder if that was a thing. Yeah, I don't think so. Not that I remember. Okay. So anyone else, again, who is thinking about ever watching this movie, let me tell you one of the things that I loved about this is because... There's always this thing about, in horror films, why people do some of the (laughs) dumbest shit in the world. Because things are happening around them, and what do they want to do? They want to aggravate it. They want to make fun of it. They want to, like, stick around and film it. And just like, oh my god, there's a ghost in the house, let's film it. You know, instead of getting the fuck out. And with black people, like, I mean, just think about it. That whole thing about how we yell at the screen... And we're talking to people that can't hear us. And we're like, don't go in there and all this stuff. We say that because it's fight or flight. Like, 
I'm not trying to fuck around with shit that I can't destroy. Like, it's so funny that the difference between Paranormal Activity and A Haunted House is the minute some ghost shit came out, Marlon was out. He didn't take him two seconds. That bed moved, and he was like, I'm gone. And he ran out of the room screaming with this high-pitched scream that he always does. And the next morning, he had a moving truck with all of his shit in there and peaced out. Yep. And I love that. I love it. That is exactly what any smart person would do is get the fuck out. And she was just there yelling, but she didn't want to leave. <laughs> and I don't get well, she that. she knew better. I, uh, yeah. She grew up with this ghost, so she knew. I just, oh, it was. So the thing I loved is we're starting this movie and Rob's like, they're black. Why are they going to stay in this house? How come they're not just going to sell this house? Why would you stay in this house? I'm like, just watch the fucking movie. They explain it all throughout the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, they couldn't sell that. Well, I mean, I guess they could, but they would lose a lot of money mm-hmm. in it or whatever. And then, yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. And again, anybody who came in who witnessed the whole ghostly thing, they pieced out too. No matter how tough you are, you can't fuck around with no ghosts. So anytime something happened, they would be out. But uh, there was a part in the movie also where they were like, oh, if, we, if we're if we feeding off negative energy, that means we can't fight. <laughs> I think this was probably my favorite part of the movie is <laughs> they're fighting. And so now they have to like pretend or act like everything's fine and they're not having problems in their relationship. And so they're just going about their normal day and, you know, just not being, you know... Um, distracted with all the ghosts and stuff that's going on. And so the ghost decides to just fuck with them the whole time. I think he's getting super irritated because they're not reacting to his <laughs> right. ghostly stuff. And the, every time they go to reach for something, he would just swat it out <laughs> of the way and they would just fuck around with everything around them and they wouldn't react. And then I think they had like tea ready and then she goes to reach for the tea and she Ghost just flies across the room. I'm gonna go to Starbucks, <laughs> and then he's drinking his cup of coffee, and he just throws it. He's trying to read a paper, and he just throws it. <laughs> I just think it's so fucked. But they're good scene. about it. They didn't react to it, and mm-hmm. the ghost was getting pissed. He was like, "You're not getting scared." <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. It reminds me of this story that I love by Clive Barker. It's a short story called "The Yattering and Jack." Okay. And it's kind of the same idea. There's this ghost fucking with this guy and the ghost is getting so mad because the guy won't get affected by it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the guy knows the ghost is there and he's purposely ignoring him so that he'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. I mean, other than that, I mean, this is a straightforward parody. I mean, again, if you've seen the movie, you kind of know what's going to happen and they kind of twist it in their own way. Did you like it the same as before, though? I mean, did you see anything new or I'm anything? I'm still giggling about it as we're talking about it. Yeah, right? yeah. No, this is a movie I like to revisit every few years. Um, It always makes me laugh, I think, just as hard. I like watching it with new people. Like, I think maybe two, three years ago, I watched it with Rachel for the first time, mm-hmm. and she got a kick out of it, too, so. What do you think this parody did so well that maybe others didn't or something that stood out to you that made this film like rewatchable um i think it did a few things it like you said it made it black cast so we got to see the black humor with it's pretty close to the original story kind of like scary movie was to scream Mm -hmm. so i like that they stuck close 
But also, like we said, the characters are actually like real people who were meant to like and fall in love with. And Mm -hmm. I think it all just mixes together well in a way that they still made it kind of scary, but so silly. Yeah, yeah. I like the simplicity of this movie. They didn't try and cram so many movies all at once, which you showed me a trailer to part two. And I think they completely went 180 and just treated it as any other parody that you would see. And I think that was one of the biggest strengths of Scary Movie as well. The whole outline was Scary Movie, but just little bits of other stuff popped in. But it still worked and they didn't make it, you know, super silly. It was just more of like, oh, we've just mashed these two things Mm -hmm. together. And I think that's what I liked about this one is that they didn't go hokey with it like i think in the trailer to the second one like a big like annabelle was like a huge part of the film yeah and she was seen like driving the car and all this shit which i think yes in a parody that's what you do but i think they still could have adapted annabelle not necessarily to be scary but to still be as realistic as it was in its own film and not go super overboard with it Mm. i think they like what you don't agree no, I agree. There's just a scene that I'm thinking of in the second one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Similar to the scene in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I, again, so, I mean, I caught a different vibe with the trailer of that one, and it looked like they just crammed a lot of horror films all into one. I think it's because they already used up their paranormal stuff, so mm-hmm. they had to branch out to something. So, would you say there is a correct formula with parodies to come off better or do you think that all the other like ridiculous ones that have come out over the years are, you know, fair game? You just got to like what you like. Well, I think the key is the biggest key to me is the characters. And I also think you hit it on the head, too, is to limit the movies. Because mm-hmm. when I think of my favorite parodies, mm-hmm. I think of like Airplane, which made fun of just a few Airplane movies. Um, Top Secret, of course, which yeah. made fun of spy movies, mm-hmm. and this, which just made mostly paranormal. Mm-hmm. Is there um, what other parody movies would you say that you like? You, you mentioned Airplane, um, Top Secret, or was there any others that like stood out to you that did a good job? Mm, I like most of Mel Brooks, like especially Spaceballs. Fuck yes. yes. Spaceballs is amazing. And that's a good example of a movie that you can tell is making fun of Star Wars, but you could never have seen Star Wars and watch Spaceballs and still enjoy it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the other day I quoted something to my coworker because she said something about Pizza Hut and I was like, pizza will send out for you (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah and again the movie is super quotable so that's a great example um do you remember watching dracula dead and loving it i do did you like that one i love that one i like that one a lot leslie nielsen in general i think is hilarious guy he's like the king of parody the naked gun movies i think are awesome I unfortunately don't have any references to what he's making fun of, but there is a lot of pop culture references in the films, which I think are hilarious. And I gravitate towards that. When I was younger, I would watch those all the time. But Dracula Dead and Loving It was one of his sort of spinoffs. Like he did Spy Hard as well with oh yeah Christina Applegate. That one was okay. But Dracula Dead and Loving It, I thought was pretty fun. 
thought that one was okay. Yeah. Actually, I went back and watched a lot of Mel Brooks, actually, not that long ago. And one of them that stuck out to me was High Anxiety. That one was really funny. Was that a parody, though? Yes. Okay. It's a parody of Hitchcock films. Oh. High Anxiety is making fun of Vertigo, mostly. Okay. But it brings in different Hitchcock. Now, I have a movie in my head, but tell me what it's about, making sure I'm, a, I'm thinking of the right one. Uh, High Anxiety, it plays out like most Hitchcock films, where you kind of have this uneasy feeling, and it's kind of a mystery of something that's going to happen. Okay. And lots of little... Easter eggs. Lots of little Easter eggs to Hitchcock films, but the biggest one, High Anxiety, is referencing Vertigo because the main character has a phobia of heights. Yes. But the biggest thing is this cast, girl. Okay. Not only do we have the Leechman, but we've got Madeline Kahn. I love that. And she's been on a couple of Mel Brooks parodies like Blazing Saddles. I think she's on as well. Mm -hmm. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Which is another amazing parody. There you go. Uh, one that I absolutely love, and I don't think people really know that this movie exists, and it's a movie called Murder by Death. So Murder by Death is pretty much like Clue. It is huh. a murder mystery that happens in a house. The only difference is, is that five famous literary characters or detective characters are brought into this house to be tested with the ultimate murder mystery and they have to solve the murder in the house. So it's like a murder mystery game. I've seen this. And they all bring like their sidekicks with them. So you've got a humongous cast going through God knows what in this house. And I believe it's Mark Twain who is hosting. And uh, yeah, so Peter Falk, Elaine Brennan, who is Mrs. Peacock from Clue. So she crossed paths. And then, if I'm not mistaken, Miss Maggie Smith. Dame Mm. Maggie Smith was in this movie too, and she was fucking hilarious. But I love Clue so much, but trust when I say that I watched Murder by Death when I was younger just as much. It's just not talked about a lot. It does get super offensive with characteristics and stereotypes with race but again outside of that this movie is worth the watch any access to this film look it up it is great it came out in uh 1976 so this is like a very Mm -hmm. this is an older title and wait until you see maggie smith if you were to look her up and like in this movie she's so good she looks great but yeah that would be an an awesome parody that i would definitely uh recommend that did a great that did a great job just taking something's very simplistic and not just jam packing it with a whole bunch of ridiculousness. But uh yeah, yeah. I would say that parodies also I think can still work today. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think they just need to be done right, because a lot of parodies don't focus on the characters. They just throw, you know, two dimensional people up. And then like when I think of a bad one, I think of superhero movie. Mm. That so one bad. just threw so many references. Disaster for no movie was even worse. Really? Did you watch Disaster movie? I don't think I did. Oh god, that movie was so junk. And it sucks because when they run out of disaster stuff to make fun of, they just throw in whatever movie came out that year, and it's just ridiculous. And some of the characters are just dumb, and it's just like one giant big mad TV movie, basically. Yeah. So as you made me watch this film. 
Is there a reason why you enjoy Marlon Wayans but did not watch Fifty Shades of Black? I wanted to, but it went in and out of theater so fast, and then Fair I enough. kind of forgot about it. <laughs> but I still want to see it to this day because I think he is sexy. I think he's funny. I don't like Fifty Shades of Grey, and I want to see it made fun of. Yeah. Like I did one time. I saw a play where they made fun of it. It was so funny. Okay. I actually enjoyed Haunted House more, and I guess obviously because of the haunted, you know, the the horror vibe of it. Mm-hmm. But Fifty Shades of Black actually did the exact same thing and as a fan i still thought it was hilarious and it, you know of course it had that black spin to it and whatnot so there was a lot of parroting on that and like what black people would do in the same situation but uh i recommend watching that i think our listeners would love to hear if that movie met up with marlon wayne's and his you know humor see it naked in it I believe so. I'm watching it. He always gets naked. That's that true. man has body. He, he even made a movie get... called Naked. Exactly. <laughs> about being naked. So one last thing before we give our rate. Marlon Wayans, you know, like I said, he had a TV show that I absolutely love. I did watch Naked. You said you didn't like it. I thought it was eh, okay. I gave it a very low rating when I watched it when it first premiered. But he now has a new film called Sex Tuplets, where he goes all Eddie Murphy on us and decides to play five different characters all in one movie or six including himself ish uh does this movie interest you at all i would try it i'm always game for it i think his humor can be very hit or miss sometimes but when it's hit it's hit so Mm -hmm. i'm always willing to um i do want to see this film i was told that it is funny okay yeah i was told it was it was good and i mean i don't want to put netflix on a different pedestal like oh it's good for a netflix movie um i like what i saw in the trailer and you know i think he's good at playing characters like that and it's not the first time he's ever like done prosthetics or played a different character i mean you saw little man i did did you see that movie i don't think i did oh i thought you saw that one um you know what that one's about uh uh-uh. so these two brothers marlon and sean waynes in the movie they are brothers as well but they are con artists and Marlon Wayans plays a little person, like super little. Like they literally put his head on a baby's body. Wow. So they try and con this woman to adopt him and then rob them blind. And so he has to pretend to be a baby. But of course, he's a grown ass man. So hijinks ensues. Stupid. Like, you have to look up the poster. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh, I think I've seen pictures of this or something. It looks Mm -hmm. familiar. Yeah, I actually own it, so I'm sure one day we may review it in some shape or form. (laughs) I'm busy that day. (laughs) Uh, So, what should we rate this film? Anal ghostings. Anal ghostings? Is that really what we want to do? That's what we're going to do. God, okay, go ahead. All right. (laughs) I can't. All right, so I think he's thought long and hard, and this is the best rating he can come up with. Go ahead. Yep. What are we rating this? I don't think this movie's for everybody. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to I don't think this movie's for everything. <laughs> go ahead. Because I think. <laughs> I'm still laughing at anal ghost themes. I'm giving it a 3.5, Rob, because I don't think it's for everybody. I think it's for horror fans, and I think it's for people with a crude humor. But I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. I don't think everybody's going to enjoy it. But okay. it definitely has rewatchability. 
It's not the perfect movie, but I have a lot of fun watching it. Okay, so Sean, again, if you didn't hear, it was really quick. He chose to rate this film anal ghosting. So it's 3.5 anal ghosties. <laughs> I cannot believe that's the one thing you focus on from this movie is that he got fucked by a ghost. You're hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this movie is for everyone. I would watch this again. I just don't know when. Mm. I don't know if this is a movie that I would revisit if I want to laugh at something. But I am glad that I finally saw it. I'm glad that you made me watch it. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid three. Okay. Yeah, it definitely was funny. I love the dynamic duo of Marlon Wayans and Essence Atkins and... uh, yeah, I think they have something there. And Marlon wrote this, so I think he's, he's you know, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I think he's good at what he does. So, solid three for me. I'm glad I saw it. If this review helped out at all on deciding if this is a movie for you, check it out. We'd love to hear what you thought of the film, if you did. Uh, Sean. Music time? Some music, please. So, we needed something kind of fun and silly. I picked something, too, that has not one, but two black singers, Rob. Okay. I chose Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, featuring Michael Jackson. Nice. Nice. I like this song. And it fits to the theme of the movie. I'm trying to think. Was that the song I was to? I remember some old commercial where they would always, like, play that song. It was like... Get these greatest hits, and then if you do, you can get songs like Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. Uh, all right, well, here's a little bit of Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. Yeah, I heard it before. I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from nine to five. for listening to somebody's watching me by rockwell if that's your first time you're welcome okay so we are gonna close this episode out our 60th episode wow we made it to 60 that's pretty good that is pretty good we can now get like half off at denny's (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're gonna close this episode out with a movie geek of the week This movie geek comes from the Indie Film Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, Their favorite movie is Return of the Living Dead. I thought you were going to say of the Jedi, and I was super excited. No, no, of the Living Dead. Uh, And then the movie that they are proud of is... This is a little different, because they took the proud thing a little differently than what others usually do but they are super proud of this movie because not many people know about it and they are proud of what it's done so far so it's a movie that came out this year actually it's called the last black man in san francisco have you heard about this i have not yeah it's a indie film uh i believe it's about um gentrification in san francisco 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I heard it's amazing. It might have some Oscar buzz following it too. Um, it was in and out in theaters. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch, but I did hear some good things about it. And so they commented with, um, it was excellent. And I think more people should be talking about it. No hate from the film that he's that he knows of, though. And I haven't really heard any hate from it either. But yeah, very proud of that film. So yeah, I'll have to watch that one. All right, Sean, we are going to be back in two weeks. I haven't told you that we've already chosen the movie, even though I didn't discuss it with you. Ah, shit. (laughs) We are going to review It Chapter 2. Which we're seeing together. Yes. So this film comes out just before the date of our next episode, so it fits perfectly. We are going to use one of our bi-weekly episodes of the month to review a film that has just come out. Of course we were going to review It Chapter 2. Of course. So definitely look out for that. I believe that episode will be posted on the 11th. So September 6th is when It Chapter 2 comes out. We will follow up with a spoiler-filled review of It Chapter 2. Definitely look out for that. I'm sure lots and lots of other people will be reviewing it, so we will do our damnedest to make it as different as possible, and you know we deliver. So come back for that, and thank you all so much for listening to our episode today. And uh, yeah, that'll do it. Sean, say goodbye to the folks. Close us out. Once upon a cult. (laughs) 